What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Hapticast Unscripted, Haptic Intel's Unscripted Podcast, live from Haptic HQ, live from an undisclosed location, from parts unknown. I'm Brett. Josh is here. It's time for another episode. The number one podcast in gaming in the United Arab Emirates and Nepal. And Nepal. And I don't even know if that number is accurate, but it is today. That's right. What's up? What's up? Happy Labor Day. We're recording this on Labor Day. Merry Christmas. What is Labor Day? I have no idea what Labor Day is. I assume it is a holiday to celebrate people doing their jobs, but we all do our jobs. I I cannot uh, tell you off the top of my head, but I I did do a quick Google. Okay. So, for those of you that don't know, Labor Day is a federal holiday in the United States celebrated on the first Monday in September to honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. Uh, what is laborers defined as? I I think the labor movement means like like unionization and stuff like that and like the industrial uh, revolution and whatnot which is funny that we still celebrate this today because it's still an ongoing issue workers rights in the united states but, but. right so it's like it's like everything else in the world where people have to do things in order for our society to keep going right and the people in charge have to constantly like create these things to make us not go fucking insane so we can continue doing the things that we they need us to do so it's like Oh, well, you guys are working really fucking hard on your jobs that we like are making you do to survive and they suck. So we're going to give you a holiday to like make it okay. Like, yeah, to make dude. It better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm, I'm sorry for anyone that might get offended by this, but like I view the same thing as like religion where it's like it was created just to make sure people don't go around killing everyone for no reason um, in society. Yeah, but the fun fact is people more- still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, like more wars and more people have died because of religion than anything in the history of man, which is awesome. <clears throat> I don't know if that's the adjective I would use to describe it, but it, yeah, it's uh, ironic. It is. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm thankful that I don't have to work today. So thank you. I feel like there's like a Santa Claus figure. I'm supposed to be like thanking for giving me off today. But Uncle Sam, I imagine dude. that's just Uncle Sam. Yeah. yeah. Or just like some construction worker, like on, you know, like that classic photo of like those construction workers sitting on the beam on a skyscraper eating their lunch. I feel like yeah. I'm supposed to like worship them today. Like, thank you so much for what you've done. Yeah. So apparently it began in the late 19th century. Yeah. As the trade union shit happened. Right. Um, Trying to see if there's anything about who actually started it. I work for a company that uses unions and uh, they're awesome. Unions rule, dude. Matthew McGuire. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Green lights. Uh, when I worked at uh, Staples for about two weeks, three weeks, yeah. part of the training was like, if someone comes in and tries to tell you to start a union, don't do it. So union most of yeah, most of my like high school life, I thought unions were bad. And then my grandpa was like, unions are awesome, dude. And I was like, oh, really? Tell me more. That's how they get you, dude. Yeah. Because the funny thing is, like, in an ideal world, like, we wouldn't even need unions because yeah. labor practices would just be fair enough and people would be paid a living wage. But unfortunately, right, that is not the case. And it's even worse in the U.S. because our health care is tied to employment, which is the dumbest fucking concept. So Yeah, that is really dumb. <laughs> Oh, you Whose don't. Idea was that? Oh, you don't have a job because you like maybe physically can't work one. Well, you can the get this perfect, really <laughs> the perfect candidate that needs health insurance. Yeah. Oh, well, well, guess you, what? Well, you can't get it unless you get this really shitty government option. Right. So. Wow, we're just shitting all over Labor Day and the world right I now. I fucking hate the United States. I think that's pretty clear. 
yeah for, for as much as we you know make fun of other not make fun of but criticize other countries which uh, we can do oh we can do absolutely one of the nice things about living in the u.s is that i can fucking say that the u.s is fucking garbage right and not get disappeared you know that is awesome that we can just do that, that is awesome but also i fucking hate it here that's probably the best part about america is that we can shit on it yeah without getting our heads chopped off and stuff you know yeah but uh that's still bad cool. yeah it is really bad i don't want to be here i don't want to be around anymore yeah country's pretty bad yeah anyway it really sucks so i don't know if it's going to be better anywhere else in the world though to be honest with you there's a few places i think that probably are but grass is always greener i suppose but don't you feel like you'd be missing out on something like what i don't know like like my fiance has been like, we should move to Canada or London or something. No, I, ain't, I'm like, I ain't going to either of those places. They have their I'm own like, problems. Yeah, I, I know. And I'm, but my thing is always like, I don't know. I just want to be like where everything's happening. And I feel like that's America. I don't know. Am I wrong there? Everything in the sense of what? Bad shit? <laughs> no. Like everything, like, I don't know. I guess my whole world re revolves around like American things and like things that are happening in America or Japan. Well, you got to, uh, you got to peel the Band-Aid off. It takes a special kind of person to be able to literally uproot the culture that you live in. Right. You know? Because I see people that live in other countries that enjoy the same things I enjoy, and it sucks for them for, yeah. other, for one reason or another. Like, I'm a big video game fan, and, like, in certain countries, video games are banned because they're bad, or they cost a million extra dollars because of their government's currency, or... um. I don't know. The release dates are different because they're or like a certain versions not released there or in wrestling. I can't watch live wrestling in the UK because it's on at like 2 a.m. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of and I know these are like first super first world problems. But like for me, it's like all the things I enjoy in life that would that make my life worth living besides my family and my friends. The things I love um, would be obsolete and like abysmal. So Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to go to like the Netherlands or somewhere. I'd like to visit there. Switzerland, really, Netherlands. Yeah. Well, our friend Dave went to um, Iceland. Iceland. He yeah. said it was beautiful, but also abysmal. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a trade-off. Do you want, I don't know, higher paying jobs and, you know, nicer facilities and government that cares about you? Or do you want to live in a place where you might be have more access to stuff? Right. I don't know. Ideally, you would have all of that. Right. But. Can't have your cake and eat it, too. No. Funny story about Dave in Iceland. He was telling us, we were just at his house the other day, and he Dave's, told us Dave's a story. Dave's a good friend of ours. Yeah, Dave's a really good friend of ours. Uh, moved out to another state, and we just went and visited him. And uh, he was telling us a story about his honeymoon trip to Iceland, where he just wanted, like, after being in Iceland for so long, for that vacation, all he wanted at a certain point was an American meal, an American beer. Like he just wanted like a little bit of America back because I guess he was getting homesick uh, and the culture shock was real mm -hmm. and he wasn't enjoying the food. Maybe I don't know. So he wanted to go to like an American bar. And the only American bar near their hotel was called like Lebowski's and it was a big Lebowski themed bar. That's awesome. Where they had big Lebowski on the TVs and shit. Um, and he said it was awesome, Like he was like, this is great. And he was enjoying his meal and his beer. And he met like a really nice couple from Ireland and his, uh, fiance was like, or his wife was like, can't we just like, please go to an Icelandic bar just to get a taste for it. And he was like, whatever, dude, I think we have a good spot right now where we're at, but sure. So they walked over to the Icelandic bar and mm -hmm. apparently it was like so packed. You couldn't even stand, um, it was like a mess and I'm not sitting on Iceland, but like he, he was telling me like it wasn't his scene. Right. And uh, he's like, can we please go back to Lebowski's? <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. That's cool. Iceland seems really nice. Pretty. Yeah, he did a tour of uh, the Lord of the Rings locations mm. while he was there. Mm. So that's cool. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to go there and do that. Really beautiful places. He has pictures in his house of like where he went and like i yeah. was like damn that's beautiful yeah we were just talking about that i'm re-watching lord of the rings probably yeah. when we're done today i'm gonna hunker down for the uh return of the king which is a nearly five hour endeavor 
That's nuts. Since we have off today. That is nuts. Um, I also just ordered... I have the original trilogy in the Hobbit books, but I've never re- read The Similarian, um, which is the prequel to everything. And prequel to The Hobbit? The prequel to like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings story. Oh, wow. Um, takes place in something called The First Age, I believe. It's all centers around like Sauron and Morgoth, who are like the, you know, the villains or whatever. Right. But there's the Similarian, and there's two books that basically what happens is the Similarian like was kind of incomplete. Like it was finished, but it was incomplete because of Tolkien. And there's like two supplemental books that replace chapters that were unfinished in the Similarian. So I got those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got there's couple of sequel books and uh an unfinished works book too which is kind of like a collection of short tales that just weren't fully fleshed out so i got all that today uh, nice on, on amazon how much was that uh, it was maybe 60 bucks for all of them but it was like four or five books so not bad nice cool so yeah i'm gonna what, delve into reading them yeah that new series on amazon what when does that take place that takes that takes place during the um the second age which is a prequel like hundreds of years before the hobbit story Mm. so hundreds of years before um like the whole thing with bilbo going to get the ring and like all those things so is it before the similarian thing you're talking about or after after was this actually written by Tolkien at all, or is this an original it's story? Based, it, it is based off of footnotes and, like, supplemental stuff that Tolkien wrote. Ah. So stuff that wasn't really fully fleshed out by him in stories, it is here. And there are some characters um, that are, you know, like, we see, like, the younger, younger versions of them, but a lot of them are, like, elves and stuff, which live for, you know, they're immortal in the Tolkien worlds and like some other stuff. And obviously Sauron uh, is kind of the central big bad of it. Um, And this takes place basically right after Sauron supplant, not supplants, but takes over for uh, Morgoth, who is the, uh, the other big bad before Sauron. So So they have, they have more content basically that they can make an even another prequel essentially with the similarity Dude, there's there's so much shit that they could do i mean there's there is there's a very dense rich lore and you there's a lot of things that you could do within that too and that's one of the things that i like about the show is that they're taking like footnotes of stuff that tolkien actually wrote but they're expanding on it and they have a little bit more i guess kind of creative freedom within there because i feel like if you try to adapt anything that's a direct adaptation like the original jackson trilogy you're just gonna rub people the wrong way (laughs) right and like the jackson trilogy was like the only thing that kind of struck lightning like with like the book fans and like actually adapting it well because i don't know if you've seen but the the amazon show is getting review bombed yeah by people that didn't even watch it because they don't like what it's about and it's like i don't know those people are sad little little humans yeah, She-Hulk is getting the same treatment. Really? Yeah, I, I actually was talking to one of my coworkers about She-Hulk, the new Marvel show, and he was like explaining to me why it's bad, and I was like, "Well, did you see it?" And he's like, "No, I watched this guy on YouTube talk about it." Well, and he was telling me all these points. He was like, "Yeah, well, this happens," and I was like, "So?" Like, it was like a stupid thing where like she has like a sidekick character that's like barely in the show. This this woman, mm-hmm. uh, it's her paralegal. Cause she's a, an attorney and right. she has like a paralegal. Right. And it's like her friend that like backs her up and she's like witty yeah. and like, it's like one liners and shit. And he's like, yeah, well they like introduced this character that exists solely to like explain things for she Hulk when she could just explain it herself. I'm like, that's not true at all. She Hulk literally one of the cool things about the show is I guess it's like a trope of her character in the comics. She breaks yeah. the fourth wall. So yeah. like she'll like look at the camera and say things like, Basically like that Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell situation where she'll like look at the camera and be like, what a crazy predicament we're in now, isn't it? And like crack one liners and stuff like that. Talking to the yeah. to the fans, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, all of this reminds me of like The Last of Us Part 2 where like people that literally have no context because they didn't give it a try take little bits of information that they get from people that supposedly watched it 
create their own opinion, and then that's just what it is, without even giving yeah. it a chance. And it's like, well, if you have just given it a chance, regardless of where the, you, you picked up nuggets out of context, maybe you'll actually enjoy it. Yeah. Or maybe you won't, and that's fine. Or maybe you see those things, and you're like, oh, I don't want to watch it. That's fine. But if you haven't watched it, then you can't have an opinion on it. Right. You know well, what I mean? We're guilty of um, doing this a little in terms of, like, review scores. Like, a game will come out and just get shit on, and we'll, you know, deem it shit. But that's a little bit different. That's, like, the general, you know, everyone's opinion, like, multiple aggregates uh, reviewing something. Whereas I'm, I'm thinking of like Saints Row as an yeah. example. That game came out. Yeah, but we, could, on. but we could, but we've always been like, oh, here's what everybody is saying, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're probably not going to play it. It's not like, right. it's not like we're trying to pass off for the fact that we have an informed opinion. And we always said, you know, to be fair, we haven't played this, but blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Right, 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 right. We're never like, this thing is bad because of X, Y, and Z, and then claim to know everything about it. Exactly. Yeah. So it just it bothers me. Um, and the sad thing is, is that most of the times now I'm not going to watch She-Hulk, but it has nothing to do with She-Hulk. It has to do with the fact that I'm just done with Marvel right now. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like in most of those cases that people actually gave it a chance, like the Lord of the Rings stuff, like the last of us part two is like, well, there's actually really great stuff there. And I feel bad for you, um, especially in the like the Lord of the Rings thing. Like if you're a, like a Tolkien fan, like it is fucking awesome. Like, the first two episodes blew me away, and I could not believe it. From not just the characters and the story, but, like, how it looks, how they, like, adapted things. It is incredible. It really is. And I don't know what and else that to game say. And the Game of Thrones uh, prequel came out, too, and you're digging yeah, that as well, right? Yeah, I just uh, I watched the third episode um, last night. And, um, yeah, that's also awesome. And there are people that also are not giving that a try, which I understand because of, you know, the end of game of thrones but it's you were almost one of them i was but i was like I'm, let me just watch it and see and when it was your expectations i was like man i actually like this see how that works so yeah i will i will tell you what about game of thrones though that? which maybe you you would like they are every episode there's been a time skip yeah i've heard about this after the first episode it's six months which is you know not that much to this episode it was two or three years and when it started i was like oh my god okay we're we're here now i've heard that there's a 20 year time skip yeah, in this I season yeah. and when that happens it's and like i understand why they're doing it to me i would i would rather meander in these pockets of time and maybe every season or so there's a time skip or something like that because i like i like the minutia of like the interplay of like the storytelling and all the politicking and stuff like that that's just me um but i know one of the some of the main actresses and i guess actors too but at least actresses have a i've saw on their the imdb pages that there's an older version of them credited so yep. when i started the season i was like mm, okay we're probably gonna get a time skip or something i didn't realize every episode was gonna be a time skip but the actresses that are these younger versions of these characters are so good like, the main character, Renera, is, like, one of my favorite. Like, better than Daenerys. Like, she's fucking awesome. And the actress is killing it. I've heard that it's, like, kind of sad that there are they are going so fast because people are falling in love with characters like that. Yeah. And, like, that's the story. And, like, we'll see. I'm not going to judge it before it happens. We'll see where it goes. But when that happens, I'm going to be like, damn, I hope we fucking... I wouldn't mind going back and forth a little bit. But, like, I really don't want to leave these characters because they are so fucking good and interesting and the actresses are the girl that plays Rhaenyra I mean is fucking killing it I don't know what else to say she's fucking killing it she's awesome she's way better than Daenerys is and I know this is three episodes in and I'm saying that but anyway. right we'll see but maybe you would maybe you would like I don't I don't know if, I don't think you'll like Game of Thrones to be honest with you I don't think you'll like any of it okay but you said I would like Lord of the Rings though I I, I do think you'd like Lord of the Rings they're very different yeah, I've wanted to play the game, the uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Yeah, Shadow of whatever the first one was. I guess Shadow of Mordor, right? Was the first one? I think yeah. um, I played a good amount of it. It's slick. It has the uh, the Nemesis system in it, which is yeah. one of the most fucking intriguing things in video games I've ever seen. Um, I haven't played Shadow of War, but I'd like to. Those games are good. They're good. At least the first one is what I played. So. Right. Anyway, okay. this is not uh, this is not Middle Earth podcast, so it's not. Um, it is though. 
podcast where we just talk about whatever we want. And there's something I wanted to talk to you about that I saw the other day. Have you ever heard of the Seattle zombie woman? No. So there was a clip that went viral on TikTok. Ser- uh, a series of clips, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. So I want you to put a link there. I want you to like just look at that and tell me what you're you're seeing. I, I see somebody walking like a zombie. And they Does she look not bad. have hair? She doesn't. Oh, no. Oh, no. Her face is bad. Dude, her face is bad. Yeah. Dude. Oh, she's being followed by cops now? Yeah. So, basically, this clip just went viral on TikTok. It's this woman walking around that looks like a straight-up zombie from, like, 28 days later or something, dude. And they uh, eventually get the cops called on them. And while they're getting arrested, or I don't even know if arrested is the right word, uh, they're ordering her to, like, lay down. And she's just, like, I don't know if you're listening to it, Josh, but, like, she's I'm moaning. Not li- I'm not listening screaming. to it. Screaming. Uh, I, I can I can turn it on, but everybody's going to hear it for a second. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's worth it. It's abysmal. She's carrying what looks like a bloody, like, blanket of some sort, like a, like a, uh, organs. Some people said it looks like a fanny pack. I don't know, dude. But I don't know. I'm glad all the cops are wearing gloves and masks, though, because she looks yeah. sick. So people thought it was a junkie. Some people thought it was like a meth, um, a meth house explosion, like a meth lab explosion. And like she was like shell shocked from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people thought she's a straight up zombie. Yeah, it no one looked, really knew. It actually looks like they brought in paramedics and a psych instead to take right. her away. So here's the interesting thing, my friend. Um, the Seattle zombie woman was not a zombie. And as a matter of fact, she, she was not injured at all. It was a woman, an actress that put on special effects prosthetics and was doing a performance throughout Seattle and did not tell the police that it was going to happen. So basically like before, let me take you back a second before we knew any of that. Yeah. No one knew what the fuck was going on. Sure. All we knew was the police took her in and or paramedics and no one ever found out like who she was, what happened. And people were like, it was a government cover up. <laughs> like, ah, boy, here like, we go, dude. Yeah, it was bad. Like the conspiracy Ooh. theories were abysmal. But it turned out, as I said, she was an actress that was yeah. wearing special effects prosthetics. Yeah, going full method. How, yes. And how we know that is the body cam footage was released. Oh, and the police are saying things like this looks like special effects makeup. This looks like fake blood. This is one of the weirdest things we've ever seen. Like, they're just like, so confused. Yeah, I mean, I would be. <laughs> yeah, and people thought it was like maybe a, an ad or like a, um, a guerrilla marketing campaign for like a show or a movie. Yeah. There was that movie Kimmy that came out with um, Zoe Kravitz, I think. It's a Netflix um, movie. She had blue it. hair. Not familiar with it. Well, it was being filmed in Seattle around the same time. And nobody knew it, what Kimmy was about. So people were like, oh, it's it's marketing for that movie, Kimmy. But Kimmy has since come out, and there's no zombies in that fucking yeah. movie, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a, it was not a viral marketing stunt for a movie, but it was their own, this woman's own political campaign against vaccines for COVID, dude. <laughs> um, oh, boy, yeah. man. And she was heard screaming, my baby, don't hurt my baby. And like was like holding this pile of blood that she was calling her baby. Um, but yeah, it was it was a protest against vaccines. You know what I have to say about that? What's that? Bad. Yeah. So. I just thought that was interesting. It's creepy as fuck. Wow. When you watch that. It is. I mean, you know, nice performance. Unfortunately, you know, bad source material. Right. <laughs> bad inspiration. Right. <laughs> Damn. But just very odd, very yeah. weird. You know, our our friend Brandon, who we're about to go visit out in California in just two weeks' time here, yeah, uh, which will be a great trip. Excited for that. Um, you know, he always says he always makes this joke about you know, like when we think about zombies, like in the practical, not practical, and then like normal, you know, popular media sense, pop culture sense. It's kind of like that girl walking around. You know what I mean? Right. Like, look no good blood. Like, they're fucking walking weird. There's been a lot of iterations of that. 
and we often talk about is like, what is, is there anything that could spread that would lead us to, you know, apocalyptic event like zombies in pop, pop culture, popular media. Right. And he always talked about prions are probably the most, you know, um, likely that that would work. And for those that don't know what prions are, they're basically, you know, proteins that they don't work like viruses, but I don't know. I forget exactly what it is, but it's a protein and it's not good. And like mad cow disease and like rabies and stuff like that are all prion based things that could potentially, you know, create like neurodegenerative issues and like bad stuff, basically like right. make, make people go crazy. So he talks about that. But the issue is that you would need something that spreads very easily has like a long incubation time. So like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, its symptoms are not apparent immediately that also, you know, has a high mortality rate on the back end to create something like that. Right. That's very hard to do. And he's developing it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> he has talked about like that jokingly. Of um, course. Wink, wink. But yeah. Wink, wink. I've always yeah. been interested in like the, I forget what it's called. There's like a, it's almost like a fungus cordyceps type deal. Yeah, um, like, like the last of us zombies are cordyceps. Based. Right. Right. And it's happened in nature. There's these, mm -hmm. this parasite that infects ants, I think. And then the ants get eaten by something else purposely. Right. So it spreads to that animal and then that animal dies. And right. They'll even throw themselves in the water to like fuck the water stream up. And yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's examples of it too, where it like, it attacks like ocular nerves in certain animals. So like it basically crusts the eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And then the only way that they can navigate is by like hearing, which is exactly what, um, the like clickers in like the last of us and stuff are based off of. Right. Which is fucking terrifying. Uh, it is. Uh, and they exist. I don't know if they're clickers exist. No, no. I'm saying parasites that do that. Oh yeah. Um, like attack like the ocular nerves and stuff like that, which is not exactly what happens in Last of Us, but I don't well, know. They have giant mushrooms that grow on their face, and I'm pretty sure they block their vision. So yeah, well, like the the lore is like they've been infected for so long that the cordyceps grow like that. Yeah, so it blocks their vision, and they have like advanced hearing and all this other stuff. But um, I don't know if any of that is transmittable to humans. But you know, if anyone will figure it out, it's our friend Brandon. That's for sure, and. Yeah. uh you know, just kill me before that goes out because I ain't dealing with that. One day I'm going to call Brandon. You know what? I'm calling Brandon. You're calling Brandon? Yeah. He's calling Brandon, folks. We might need to censor something depending on how he answers. Let's see. Okay. Brett's calling Brandon. Knowing him, he's probably working on Labor Day. Yeah. All right. Well, if he calls back during the podcast, I'll uh, I'll zoom him in. We'll okay. see what happens. Incredible. Incredible content here, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah, he's a dangerous person to get on this. He is. He's very dangerous. He's, he's a loose cannon. He is a wacky, waveable, inflatable, arm flailing tube, man. Maybe we'll have him on for a, a brief version of our podcast when we're in California. Mm. If we do one, who knows? But yeah, we could. We'd have to bring our uh, microphone. Or a we'd microphone. have to bring. Yeah, we'd have to bring a lot of things, including a sensor bar. And um, <laughs> he's a loose cannon, folks. He says what he, what's on his mind, and he does not care. And that is awesome. That is awesome. That's what we love about him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So zombies. Cool. Zombie woman. Seattle zombie woman. Look it up. Yeah. So something I actually I was going to bring it up last week, but we ran out of time. Um, that's been on my mind. I just want to get your quick hot take on it. Uh, I know you're not a huge, you know, baseball guy, per se. Nope. Not a huge sports person, really. Nope. But I am a baseball guy. Yep. You know, the American American baseball for all of our uh, uh, Neapolitan and uh, <laughs> Neapolitan. other listeners. Nepalese. Nepalese. Everybody that's listening, not in the U.S. Although uh, baseball's kind of taken off in the U.K. too, which is kind of cool to see. 
Like it's been Japan. Well, it's been popular in Japan. Yeah. Um, but what was I saying? But I'm a big baseball guy. So the Phillies yes. are doing. I mean, they're doing well. They lost. What's a Philly? What is that? Uh, that is the Philadelphia Major League Baseball team. Right. Which is a city in Pennsylvania, which is a state in the United States of America. I know all of this, but I'm just making sure that our Nepalese and... Yes. Um, yeah. So the Philadelphia Phillies are a U.S. baseball team that I'm a fan of. Uh, they have a player named Bryce Harper. Yes. He is one MVP for us. He's a great player. He's a He's big. He's 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 good. Okay, he's a good right. ba- good baseball player, best player on the Phillies, offense wise. He got hurt earlier in the season and broke his thumb. He got the ball hit. hit him right. Yeah, he got hit by like a nearly hundred mile hour pitch, um, in the thumb. That does not sound fun. I don't know how much that is in kilometers per hour. Let's let's see. Listen, just because we have fans and they don't need to know the fucking conversion rates for a hundred miles per hour. All right. <laughs> Listen, dude, I'm going to give it to you right now. We're going to give it to him anyway. <laughs> so it's about uh, – oh, shit. Wait, can we do the other way? It's about mm, – mm, mm, it's about 160 – about 160 uh, kilometers per hour. Okay. okay. So uh, pretty fast pitch, right? Right in the thumb, it broke it. Right. So he's out for a while. They do something called, um, you know, rehab stints in the major leagues, where like when a player gets healthy again, they play in the minor leagues, you know, so not on the major league um, team, to just get some, you know, get some repetitions in, get some at bats in, get them healthy, get, you know, get them feeling good again before they go back up to the major league club. Especially right. important right now because the Phillies are trying to, you know, make a playoff push. So Bryce Harper goes down, he plays a couple of games, and as a parting gift to his minor league players, right? These are players that are not getting paid a lot of money. Like they're there's that's a whole separate conversation. There's they're trying to form a union now, speaking of Labor Day with the minor league players, and like they don't get paid well, they get treated really shittily. Some of them like live out of their cars or whatever. Bryce Harper gets paid like hundreds of millions of dollars, right? He's wealthy. Right. So as a parting gift to his major league um, minor league, minor league. Sorry, you know, player mates, teammates. Player he mates. bought he bought them all a super expensive dinner and like hotel accommodations before he left for a couple of days. That's nice. Like he spent a lot of money like buying them like really nice dinners and like hotel accommodations and like doing what he can to give back because he he's spoken out before like he understands the situation. Josh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Doctor Bloomer is calling. Doctor Bloomer is calling. Please. All Hello. What's up, dude? Good. Yeah, are you busy? Um, no, not really. Alright. So you're uh not live, but you are on Hapticast right now. Um I'm I'm calling you with Josh here. He can't he can hear you, you can't hear him. We're talking about zombies and we're talking about uh prions. Okay. Could zombies happen, yes or no? And are you uh... developing a virus to kill all of humanity? zombies did happen then they wouldn't be the zombies that you'd see in like 28 days later right. they'd probably be a, they'd probably be a lot closer to like um world war z honestly probably night of the living dead okay like the, like the zombies that we see in the real world are mostly zombified insects mm. um like the I guess the pathogen that inspired The Last of Us. Mm, yes. The the so-called cordyceps. Yes. Um. So the the actual fungus in real life is called Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. Now that, that infects ants, but the zombies that they become are sort of just these like little rinky-dink, like confused little motherfuckers. So uh, they. They really don't know what's going on, and they kind of just wander off on their own, and then explode spores everywhere. Um, Understood. And usually, you know, contaminating other ants in the process. But, um, you know, if that was going to happen in real life, then these would be, like, bedridden, confused people. Um, 
the closest thing in real life that humans could be infected with would be like rabies. Um, but that would have to be like a really special strain of rabies because again, instead of like, you do see aggression in some cases of rabies, but usually it's like deathly illness that makes the person bedridden. It's not like Cujo, for example. Understood. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my take. Prions, they're special. Like, I guess you have, um, oh shit, what's that video game? The Dead Island. So Dead Island, it was inspired by a prion, particularly the disease called Kuru, which uh, I think sprung up in Papua New Guinea because people were cannibalizing their, you know, their relatives' brains as part of like a funeral ceremony. Awesome. And that's that's really like the only way to to get prions. Otherwise, you you kind of just develop them um, congenitally. Um, but when it happens, there is no cure. You gonna die, basically. Um, mm. And the, I guess the interesting thing is that they do cause like shaking and and kind of like maybe even aggression. But again, by the time you get hit by the illness, it's not going to be commun- communicable through contact, like you know a, a typical zombie plague, um, and. It, it's gonna like it's gonna fuck you up. You're gonna be bedridden. You're gonna be like shaking, and then you're just gonna die. Um, so prions would be tough to engineer to cause, you know, a zombie outbreak. I think rabies is probably like the most plausible candidate because that can be spread through saliva and it can cause aggression. But again it's so debilitating that the quote unquote zombie that you create would be, you know, pretty busted, honestly. It would right. be cool. Like the 28 days later, or even the cordyceps zombies that you see in, uh, um, in the last of us. Understood. Um, but yeah, so if you wanted to engineer a prion, it, you would have to, there would be so many steps. You'd have to make it like, easily communicable and there is a study where you know you have alzheimer's patients which you know this isn't like 100 percent known yet but alzheimer's and prions are seem to be interlinked um and prion proteins that have been associated with alzheimer's are found in the skin of alzheimer's patients so they could be shedding prions potentially um and there's so little known about that right now, but potentially you could engineer a prion that accumulates in the brain and in skin cells. And if it's not so damaging to the critical parts of the brain, you could have an aggressive zombie-like person um, hmm. that is like constantly like, it, you know, depending on how severe the, the prion localization in the skin would be, you could cause plaques. Um, that would cause them to itch and they would be like dispersing prion particles around them. So you have like this inhalable, um, prion dust, uh, which, you know, anyone that knows anything about dust, it's mostly dead skin. Uh, so if you just had little prion zombie prion proteins, that would probably fuck people up pretty hard. Um, but that's, that's a huge engineering, like bioengineering task. Um, and that would take like maybe decades of research. Amazing. And you would get no funding because you're creating an infectious disease. Right. Right. Wow. Um, well, thank you very much for your, for your information. So we, we had a whole topic, uh, stemming from this, this thing that happened. There was a Seattle zombie woman walking around the streets of Seattle. Turned out, um, she was just wearing special effects makeup and putting on a performative art piece about, uh, being anti-vax. So, Stemming from that, we talked about zombie viruses. We talked about you, um, your work, and and things we've talked about with you. And I just wanted to call you and confirm some of the things that you said. And I think you've led to, uh, first of all, you confirmed quite a few things that we talked about. We did talk about the last of us zombies and the cordyceps and, and all that. But um, we knew there was something with prions, too. So I just wanted to run that by you. So I appreciate you uh, laying down the the information for us. Yeah, thanks for hitting me up, dude. Of yeah, course. I heard about the Seattle thing. Uh, they should have maybe been a little more 
transparent about their performative art. But yeah. Yes, I I would agree with you there. Uh yeah. Thanks, All right, guys. Cool. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Brandon. Later. Peace. See ya. There you have it. Incredible. <clears throat> yeah, one of the most intellectually sound men I've ever met in my life. But also. <laughs> <laughs> the flip side of that, one yeah. of the most abysmal humans you'll ever meet in your life. He, he is he is the smartest person I know. He is also the fucking dumbest person I know. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he is the most intelligent man I've ever met in my entire life. And you know what they say about intelligent people? So yeah, usually they're fucking insane. Yeah. So we will. Uh, Maybe you'll see a different side of him when uh, we finally yeah. we, we do something. In that California. was good, though. I mean, he literally hit on every single bullet point that we did. And, you know, that was good. We couldn't yeah, even draw nice. it up better ourselves. Right. Exactly. So anyway, Bryce Harper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he so he took everyone out to to dinner and then yeah, bought them hotels. Yeah, so he so what's all... the what's wrong here? What's so, the problem? So here's the drama. The drama is that you have Karen's. Now, this happened a couple weeks ago at this point. But you had like Karen's complaining that he did this for the minor league players. And you might be thinking, why would anybody care about that? Right. And I don't have an answer to that question. But like all Philly's Twitter was, was just people being like, oh, that's so nice. And then a bunch of people being like, ah, he shouldn't have done that. He didn't need to do that. He was not entitled. Like all these other things. And you had the flip side of it. People were like, like, oh, he's just like throwing his weight around. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, can't like somebody just like do something and be left alone? about it like does everybody really have to comment on it so i'm it just confused the hell out of me and i wanted to get your take on why you think people would care that he's doing that dude he was doing something nice who cares i mean that that is my opinion too (laughs) but don't new players take out like for any sport uh, specifically in the nba i believe don't like the the new rookies like take everyone on the team out to dinner and usually it costs like a lot of money or I don't something. know. Like Bryce Harper makes, I think he makes like a hundred million dollars a year on his contract or something. Some some ridiculous fucking number. He makes a lot right. of money. Or maybe maybe his seven year contract or third. It was thirteen year contract for like a hundred and thirty million dollars or so. Some it, or three hundred million dollars. I don't, I don't know. It's a fucking ridiculous contract. But like the people in the minor leagues, like. Maybe you're pulling 30, 40K a year. Maybe. Right. My point is, no one bats an eye when a team makes their new rookie that just got signed, take them all out to dinner and spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars on alcohol and food for them mm-hmm. because they're paying for the MVPs of their team. But then Bryce Harper's doing the opposite and investing in these young guys that showed right. hospitality to him right. and he's showing hospitality back to them. And not only that, but they're not making the six, seven figure, eight no. figure, nine figure, they're ten figure. Har- they're hardly making a livable wage. Right. But when LeBron James gets taken out by the rookie on his team, that's awesome, dude, because he's paying his dues. But when Bryce Harper returns the favor, it's not cool. It's just I don't fucking, know. That's fucking just, dumb. It's just fucking stupid. And I don't understand why people even care. My reaction when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. That's nice. And I moved on. <laughs> right. And then I saw all the vitriol around it. And I'm like, you just, there just can't be anything anymore without somebody having an ill-informed opinion or a bad take on it. Humans are bad, dude. We're not, we're not programmed to operate in a society the way that it currently does. Right. Like we clearly, we clearly can't handle it. The constant flow of information, most of it bad or through a lens that is, cancerous that is not fact-checked has little weight behind it and everybody feels the need to have an opinion about it immediately right and to me that means that society has already collapsed (laughs) (laughs) like i look at that and we're all like oh this is fine and like i feel like this is like the end like society is done right like can you go out and have a conversation with somebody that's not going to be politically charged or turn no. vitriolic in some way, or do something without somebody attacking you for it, without creating a divide immediately. Like this is like, like barbaric go, shit. Yeah, wherever I go, it's a conversation about politics or something. So, so uh, I didn't realize I actually had those two other kind of things here that I wanted to. 
talk about, which is basically that is like, we're not programmed to handle this. It's like evolution happened in this sense with information and connection way too fast. We can't handle it. And therefore we react or, you know, the grand we society is reacting in the way that it is by just collapsing. Right. That's my opinion. We're fucked. Oh, 100%. Can't do it. Bring on the the prion, the Alzheimer's prion. Yeah. Skin shedding zombies. I'm ready. I mean, there's no recovery from it. It's too, it's too ingrained. And I feel like even if you like cut off like social media and like access to information and which is a fine line. I mean, in the sense of like, not everybody can worry about everything at the same, like at once. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't even think if you do that cold Turkey, I feel like you would literally have people short circuit and then riot anyway. Yeah. Yeah. People have nothing to, uh, not nothing to live for, but like they have nothing. There's no reason for people to, people to hold back anymore. It's like, the wild west dude it is there's no accountability there's no accountability religion doesn't work anymore nothing works in, and i'm not saying i would want it to but right uh, um literally people are only doing good for the sake of doing good and at this point that's not that's not good but there's a lot of people that do good just for fucking free internet points true <laughs> it's like that's I, the flip side I, I don't know and even thinking about that hurts my brain we're so fucked. It's just it's, unbelievable. It's all bad. Not to be not to be a Debbie Downer, but it's all bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I made a list on Letterboxd yesterday. You did. It's a good list. I'm going to read it to the people. For those that don't know what Letterboxd is, what is it, Brett? Letterboxd is a social media app uh, specifically all about movies. So if you're a big film buff, uh, it's perfect. You can log all the movies that you watch. And... Um, it's good. It's a good. It's a good little social media app. Yeah. Make sure you guys follow us. We, uh, I'm pretty sure our link trees are in the description on your podcast platforms and stuff. So, yes, follow us. So I made a new list on Letterboxd, which is just a list of films, and you can order them in different orders and add little descriptors. So, mine is called Adrenalinum Lenum, and the description is just the word Venom. So what you can gather from this list is it's movies that feature Venom in some way or or another. So I have ranked them in terms of how much I enjoyed them and how good they are. So the first movie on this list is Upgrade from 2018 with not Tom Hardy, but uh, not Hardy, a.k.a. Logan Marshall Green, who looks exactly like Tom Hardy. And my description of this one is this movie is like if 2018's Venom was released in an alternate universe where the entire Spider-Man chronology just doesn't exist Mm -hmm. because Upgrade is literally Venom, but without Venom. Right. And it's like more like mechanical engineering, um, robotics and whatnot. Right. It's like if Elon Musk was uh, the symbiote, you know? Right. Love that movie. Next on the list, we have Venom 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my description for that one is just Adrenaline Lenum. Lyrics from Eminem's uh, hit song, Venom. Yeah. Next on the list is Venom Let There Be Carnage from 2021, which is the sequel to Venom. And my description for that one is just Adrenalinum, Lenum, Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Next is uh, a movie called Life, which had Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, basically, my description is just astronauts find symbiote in space and fuck with it until it wants to destroy all of humanity. <laughs> this could have easily been a prequel to 2018's Venom. So I haven't seen this movie yet. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, it's been on my list for a long time. People thought when the marketing first came out, they actually thought it was going to be a prequel event. I I remember that. Yeah. So pretty interesting. Uh, The next one on the list is Spider-Man No Way Home, which is a great movie. Uh, And I wrote Venom is at the end of this movie in a very short and non-satisfactory post-credit scene. Correct. So. And then Spider-Man 3 is the next one on this list. And my description is simply (laughs) poopy. You gotta you gotta rewatch that movie through a different lens, dude. You gotta rewatch it as a comedy. I can't do it as an adult. You have to rewatch it as a comedy. I can't do it, dude. Venom in that movie is just so bad. Yeah, I mean it's not good, but well, 
I got good news for you. That's not okay. the last film on this list because there's one that's even worse. Okay. And it's Morbius from 2022. Uh, yeah. You watched <laughs> Morbius, right? Yeah. My description to this movie is just Dr. Mike, Dr. Michael Morbius calls himself Venom in this movie. But what's really interesting about this movie is that it is very, very bad. <laughs> so I, uh, um, I think my review for Morbius was funny. Your review for Morbius is that's awful, dude. Hey, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. The Two context stars. there is that uh, there's a scene where someone asks him who he is, and Michael Morbius says, uh, I am, and he goes, Venom. And he's like, yeah. just kidding. So, Yeah, probably the best part of the movie. It is. <laughs> the best part of that shitty movie. Yeah, the movie's really bad. Uh, so go like that list. It's called Adrenalenum Lenum, and it's on Letterboxd. Go follow me and uh, all that good stuff. I have a lot of lists here. Of yours? Yeah, on Letterboxd. I have... Um, public or private? No, public. I have a oh, the SlickTube library. I haven't updated that in a long time. i got to do that. Um, I have the Gallo Starter list. I have my personal rankings of the Saw franchise. My personal rankings of the Star Wars films. My personal rankings of the Lord of the Rings movies. The Mad mm-hmm. Max movies. And then the Indiana Jones movies. Which one do you want to hear from, dude? I think I should read you... Not all of it, but the Star Wars one. Mainly, yeah, let's do that one. Mainly because it's good. How do I read my note? How do I read my notes from this? You click the little three, the four lines above. Oh, here we go. So uh, most of them are short. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite one, so we'll yep. start there. But I'm going to go down to the very bottom of the list. Starting at the bottom, <laughs> which which is the Rise of Skywalker. And I'll read you my actual reviews because those are updated, but my notes for this in the list for The Rise of Skywalker is simply capital N, capital O, exclamation mark. Yeah, Just and no. you you have reviewed that movie. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to your There's seven edits. There's seven edits. There's seven edits. So you've seen the film seven times plus. Yeah. And you've reviewed it every time. Yeah, so it's I rated it half a star right now. I don't uh, even see that. Oh, originally when I wrote it was half a star. I actually took the rating off it's because zero? it's zero. Wow. So the the first review, I wanted nothing more than to love this movie. I really did. I love The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I did not love this movie. <laughs> there are some things that are absolutely incredible, and there's some things that are absolutely terrible. Now, this is actually a nice little dip back in because I don't remember this. What I liked, Palpatine. Yikes, dude. No way. Kylo with the Knights of Ren at the start. Luke's X-Wing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, and Ray flying it. Leia's inclusion. Lightsaber battle. I don't even know what that means. New Force abilities. I did like that. The score. Lando. Chewie's scream when he finds out Leia is gone. Chewie getting the medal he always deserved. He has two now, question mark. That is that is accurate and a, uh, a canon issue there. Babu Frick and Dio, dude. Babu yeah. Frick is awesome. Yeah. All right, I don't want to read any of this anymore. But I want oh, yeah, to because you, you wrote Luke Force Ghost, which is you stand by yeah. that. I don't even remember what that's referring to. At the end. At the end. Luke and Leia. Oh, nah, whatever. I just want to skip down here to the seventh one. Okay. Actually, let let's go back to the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, that's when your reviews get very short. Yeah. Edit four. I said saw it a fourth time. Liked it more. Now edit five. I don't know how long this is. Straight up, fuck this movie. Fuck. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> edit six. I hate this movie. Edit seven. This movie is so disgusting. I can't even stand to leave my rating as a half star anymore, and therefore it gets zero star from me. Terrible. Now, That's if you awesome. if you want to watch somebody descend into madness, just read this review. Yeah, there's a lot of this is long and there's a lot of content here. <laughs> there is. I didn't realize how long <clears throat> it was, but uh, basically, yeah, it's not good. So sorry That's to any awesome. any any Rise of Skywalker fans out there, which is fine. I actually think you I think everybody in our friend group probably likes it more than I do, which is fine. You also I don't think anybody's probably seen it as much as I have. But um, it looks like. Our friend Sean gave it three stars. Our friend Steven gave it half a star. Okay, Steven doesn't like it. I gave it a two and a half, but I've only seen it once. Yeah, don't ever watch it again. Yeah. No need to. 
And I'm sure like the first because we went on opening night, I'm sure that like added to my experience uh, as well. Yeah, I remember the moment on opening night when I realized how not good it was, I think, even though there was elements I liked is when uh, spoilers, when uh, they call Ray, Ray Palpatine. Yeah, that was a what the I, fuck moment. I, I remember looking at Sean and being like, "Wait, Ray, Ray Skywalker, or Ray Palpatine?" No, Palpatine. Palpatine. The okay. fact when they connected her to Palpatine, I remember looking at Sean and being like, "Yeah, no, oh no." <laughs> Should it have been Kenobi? Should it have? I think so. I was fine with it being nobody. Yeah, but it should have been Kenobi. Okay, I, th- I was fine with it being nobody. Anyway. Yeah. So I mean it's fine if you like that movie. I mean I'm not judging you. I I like I like the prequel movies. So You have that as your least that's number 12 on the Star Wars list here. What? Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. 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 It's worse than episode 1. Right. You have episode 1 right there. Episode 1 at least has pod racing, dude. Which, you know what though? I'm looking at your rankings. You actually have Solo above the, above uh Phantom Menace. I think yeah. Solo might be my least favorite one. And that's just that's from fair. reflection. I actually gave it a three and a half Solo. Um, I quite enjoyed Solo. Minus, I think there was minus just no one, stakes, dude. Oh, yeah. Minus one thing. And it's how, like, they added how he got his name. That was the oh, worst yeah. part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, you're flying alone? Oh, we'll call you Han. Solo. Yeah. Bad. Didn't need that. And all the scenes where they almost died when you know they clearly aren't going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, though. I liked it. I liked Emphis Nest in that movie. <clears throat> Wish she yeah. would come back. She was cool. Uh, I have an update for you on something. Okay. Steam's most played game. Elden Ring. Oh, I'm sorry. Steam's most played Steam Deck game. Elden Ring. Costs less than $3. Okay. And it's called Vampire Survivors. Oh, that's a great game. It is um, a new article came out two days ago on comicbook.com, which is constantly fucking fed to me from uh, the Samsung my, tab thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it's a tweet from uh, Steam Deck. They said, just like that, August is over. Taking a quick look back here. Are the top games on Steam Deck for the past month sorted by total hours played. Number one is Vampire Survivors. Number two is Cult of the Lamb. Number three is Elden Ring. Number four is Spider-Man Remastered. Five is Stardew Valley. Six is No Man's Sky. Seven is Hades. Eight is Multiversus, nine is Skyrim, and then ten is Monster Hunter Rise. Good for Vampire Survivors, dude. Yeah, that game slaps. The game, game does of the slap. year. Well, remember Elden Ring also came out this year. Yeah, I know. That's still game of the year. But... It's definitely number two. Yes. So far, but also, you know, it has not come out yet. What's that? God of War? Yeah. Which I don't know if it's going to make the cut for this year. Why? Why wouldn't it? Because it comes out. Uh, I mean, it could be theoretically the game of the year, but uh, it might be up for contention for twenty twenty three because it comes oh, I, out. I mean, just us personally. Right. 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 Speaking of, we have we have two minutes left. Game awards. Okay. You want to do that in two minutes? Oh, well, we could we could not do it in two minutes. No, let's do it. Okay. The game awards. We were talking about this. Um. Yesterday. No. Yesterday? Yeah, we were talking yeah, about it yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Um, about how the game awards are just not what they should be and not what they could be right now. And I wanted to just have a larger discussion with you about well, two minute discussion at this point, about um why we are so dissatisfied with Jeff Keeley's um handling of the game awards. And and I don't know if that necessarily well, yeah, I think it does transfer to the rest of Jeff Keeley's shows, Summer Games Fest, yeah, Gamescom. It's all, yeah. Game Awards, it's everything at this point. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, it's just so riddled with ads. And like you said you, yesterday, you did say, like, you know, do what you got to do to keep the lights on. But right. I do. And I understand that. But like last year, like a quarter of the runtime was advertisements. Yeah. And it's like I'm essentially already watching a show full of advertisements. And you are yeah. then feeding us more advertisements. And there's stuff that's in there that is like that nobody gets excited about that is just there for deals and partnerships. And then the other part of it, too, that we keep talking about is like Level Infinite is all over the place. And Level Infinite is Tencent and Tencent is funded by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And I'm not going to be party to supporting that. 
to a government that oppresses its people and disappears people and kills people and doesn't recognize Taiwan as a country. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. Right. So. Yeah, and those are all valid concerns. Um, my less serious but still valid concern is uh, the amount of love Jeff gives for Hollywood stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's another, that's a good point, yeah. And there's like a, there's a fine line. You could be Hideo Kojima Hollywood where you like actual good things, and then you could be Jeff Keighley Hollywood where you like bad blockbuster, shitty Fast and Furious shit. And no offense to anyone that likes Fast and the Furious, but I mean, those are cheap fucking turd movies that you just turn your brain off and watch because they're fun, yeah. right? Uh, so when the final reveal of the night for the Game Awards is a Fast and the Furious game, and you're only doing that because you have Vin Diesel there and you're trying to get press like, oh, Vin Diesel was at the Game Awards. Like that isn't for the fans. You're doing that to boost your show. And again, right. that's fine. But do you really want to jeopardize like goodwill with your fans by just being like the final reveal of the night is Fast and the Furious game that that actually sucked ass when it came out? Like, come on, Jeff. Just so TMZ would report that Vin Diesel was at the Game Awards. Really, dude? Is that worth it? Yeah, and he did it with The Rock and Black Adam. He did it with The Rock and Black Adam. Not for the final reveal, but no. he let him shill. For way too and long. And not even... That wasn't even a game. He was just showing the movie. Yeah. And I think it's part of the thing where it's like he is trying to merge like E3-level hype with announcements mixed with this like Hollywood cookie cutter, like Oscar type style presentation where half of the awards that a lot of people care about are not even fucking delivered on screen. They're given Games a splash are... screen or not even announced. Right. Listen, the gaming industry is bigger than any other entertainment industry in the world. Okay. Yeah. It, it's actually like a slap in the face to, to have like Hollywood movie shit there because it's like, we're lowering ourselves to them. Right. They should be, going up to our level, right? Um, I don't know. I, I just think that the Game Awards, and I, I want to give Jeff full credit because the Game Awards used to be so abysmal. Yeah. And they used to be on Spike TV and just be about boobs and fucking beer and fucking farts and fucking dicks and, and fucking... Chick Hydrobot. Chick Hydrobot, dude. So it's gotten to like this prestigious level. It honestly feels awesome. It's like a big show. I mean, we've done streams where we've dressed up in suits and like, right. you know, done this full presentation and whatnot. So it, it is cool to celebrate games and the things that we love. But I think he needs to just go back to the drawing board a little bit with that presentation and, yeah. you know, find those pockets for the ads when they need to be there and maybe even find a way to mask those ads so they don't feel like ads. Yeah. Focus more on those games that, like you said, just get. Oh, and by the way, during the commercial break, these five games got awards. Like yeah, it's like, oh what? yeah, you know, the award for best art direction in a game went to blah 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 blah. It's like, well, that's kind of fucking important in video games, especially when the show is so long too. The show well, is so that's the other thing. Long. The show needs to be an eighth, a fucking sixteenth of what it is. Right, but that's the thing. It's like the show is so long, and you're still saying like, oh, and during the break, nine games won awards. Like, no, if your show's that long, we should see every fucking award being given out. Right. Yeah, it just, this is, this year is it. If I watch this year, and I honestly, I don't even want to do, I mean, we can if you really want to, but I don't want to do a live stream show for it because I don't want to be on camera and just be angry for three hours. And I feel like that's almost what it got to last year. And that's not entertaining for anybody to watch. And that's on yeah. me. But, like, I have no interest in doing it because this is this is it. If it's fucking garbage like it was last year or worse, then I'm done. And all my respect for Jeff Keighley is gone. He's going to be completely sold out to me, and that's it. And I like Jeff, and I appreciate what he's trying to do. But it's not working in the way that it needs to. Right. So that's it. I'm, I'm with you. That's it. Show's All over. Right. Before we wrap up, uh, I do have a text from Brandon. He wanted me to read. He said, LOL, I love you guys. By the way, I am not working on a zombie plague. LOL. <laughs> I think he, he needed to put that out there. Yeah. And he said, I work with enzymes and bioengineering of E. coli and also synthetic chemistry. So he's a very smart man and uh, he's not working on zombie viruses. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Anyway, 
thank you to him again for coming on and uh, enlightening us. And thank you for listening. Who? Uh, oh, people. Yes. Okay. I thought you were talking to me directly there. I don't like you. That's okay. I don't like myself either. Cool. So, anyway. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, use code SELECT to save 10% on WENERGY at W.GG. And uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and, and do all that good stuff. Love you. Goodbye.